It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. All right, Brian, it is now time for our Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. It's where we, uh, as usual, turn things over to our dear sweet listeners for uh, their thoughts, their questions, their comments. Uh, first one here from Scott Williams. He says, shades of Atlanta years ago, coaches <laughs> didn't help that tackle either. Uh, any insight on why they didn't adjust more to help steal? Uh, was the center that big of a concern? What is the issue there? Brian, would you have lent more help to that side? All right, man, we talked about it in the, the one area that we had some concern about. Well, the two areas, it was center and it was right tackle. And I'm, I know for a fact that, I know on Love of the Star and I know on our show on 105.3 The Fan that we talked about, even in the pregame shows and stuff, do you, do you try and make that these uh, – do you try and make uh, Hassan Reddick and those guys have to play a, a full man outside? Do you put yeah. a tight end over there? Do you put a wing over there? Do you bring a wing across and chip? Do you chip with a back? You know, I, I only saw one time – I mean, that I've noticed one time where – where Pollard was at the left side and worked left to right to help Steele on the outside. But they let Steele play that game one-on-one the the whole entire time. And there was a time, actually, where Rico Dowdle could have helped. God, i got to go back and look at the play. There was a time where Rico Dowdle was checking. He checked his linebacker, and though Graham goes running inside right by Steele. Yeah. And – and Dowdle just goes right past him, and you're thinking a guy that had played maybe more snaps, maybe he had a little bit more aware, could have probably helped Steele right there and picked picked a you know at least given uh, you know got a body on Graham and not let him have a free run at Dak. Yeah. You know there was it was it was I don't think it was as bad as that that day in Atlanta. But man, no. going in, you know, you knew that there was probably going to be some help that needed to be administered, and it—it, it, I don't think it was on the level that that it needed to be. Yeah, I mean, Steele has has definitely struggled. Now, I'll give him credit for this. We've talked about Steele a lot over the you know the year plus that we've done this. There, there is nobody that works harder. Um, Bounce if, if this, that guy. If, yeah. yeah. If, if these are 
technical flaws. Uh, you know, you know, if these are things that can be fixed yeah. with work ethic, then Terrence Steele will fix them. It's just a question of, of right now of how much of it may be health and how much of it is just limitations uh, physically. We, we've always known him as a – we've talked about him as a plus-plus, like, run blocker. But yeah, the, the last two years he's been one of the better run blocking. One of the better run blockers league. There's struggles with the passing game. He just physically gets overmatched at times. And when he gets off balance, he sometimes he has the unbelievable ability to recover. And then sometimes he gets beat very quickly when he gets broken down. And that happened to him in the game the other night. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Uh, next question here. There, there's actually two of these. So uh, Josh and Gru. Uh, the first one from Gru. I assume that's a, uh, a reference to Despicable Me. Uh, Gru, can you guys break down what the hell is going on with Pollard? We know Steele has been bad. Is there any way to scheme this offense for him to get better run lanes? And then Josh Peterson asking similarly, Offensive line issues aside, is Pollard a tick slower this year? I keep wondering if he's lost a step after the injury. Brian, yeah. do you see a lot of the running game is going to be what's blocked for you, and, and the offensive line has obviously struggled at times with the run blocking, but what, uh, what, what do you think is Pollard's responsibility in the struggles? I know he had talked about during the bye week, he said he thought he was being too predictive for or too predictable for defenders. And that they were able to to get a beat on his his running lanes and where he was going with the ball, man. Uh, if, what, what do you what do you think he? What part do you think he shares in the struggles? If he's seeing running lanes, God bless him because I sure haven't. I, they they haven't been as good at the tight end at the point of attack. They haven't been as good with Martin and Steele on the right side. Uh, they've had some breakdowns on the backside. Tyron Smith's been beat a couple of times. Tyler Smith's been beat a couple of times. They haven't got the center up on the linebackers particularly well or handled down linemen when he's been involved. Yep. Uh, if, if you tell me their lanes there, I, I you know, I mean, they had a good run the other day. Uh, I believe Dowdle had the run that they got through the sector off the right side, right outside edge, and then they get the holding call. They could have called holding on Ferguson, and they could have called holding on Schoonmaker both if you wanted to be honest about that. Uh, yeah, uh, is is Tony Pollard as quick as he once was? Absolutely not. He's not. There's he he suffered a a terrible injury. Uh, he came back. He rehabbed. Uh, it's taken time. I think he's lost a, a little bit of his quickness. There used to be a time where Tony Pollard would make somebody miss, and then he would be into the secondary. We always said that that why did he average a whole yard better than Zeke? You know, because when he yeah. got to and through the hole, he was. There was that explosiveness. Do you, do you, do you think that's a and, and obviously I'm asking you to to you know project a little, but do you think that that step that he's lost is that a function of hey first year removed from the injury he's he's going to be working back there there's got or do you think that like that injury may have robbed him moving forward? Look what it did to Prescott. You know, look look yeah. what it, Prescott suffered. Uh, I, I don't think it's the same injury. No, it it's was, not. But. It's it's very but lower leg injury, ankle, yeah. you know. And what what's the most important thing for these guys in your ability to run? Ankle flex. 
you know, the ability to put the foot in the ground and push off that and go. How much ankle flex do you have? I, I personally just don't think Pollard's as quick as he once was. He had that ability to slash and, and dart and do, and I, I haven't seen that, but I haven't seen a whole hell of a lot of blocking up front for him either. They've tried to do things with pulling guys, double teaming guys and all that. They have just not been very good at it. That, that's, the, that's the real issue going forward. Next question here from Matt. Uh, with Tyron's injury concerns, is there any chance you get him ready to play versus New York and Carolina and then you sit him for the short Thanksgiving week uh, against Washington? Uh, it seemed like he benefited greatly from a week off before facing a tough Philly defensive front. So, uh, Brian, would you at all consider, hey, as part of this you know, attempt to stagger him and keep him fresh. Like, let's not stick him out there on a, a four-day, you know, rest, a three-day rest uh, going into the Thanksgiving game. Well, he'd have a full week to get ready for Seattle, right? Yeah. I need to I need to see the, you know, the commanders. Yeah, that's Thursday up. to Thursday. So yeah. that would be a full week. So commanders would be a yeah. – I, I don't I, – you know what? If you're giving him time off for practice already, I – don't see any reason you need to be worried about not playing him in games. So I, I would play him. I mean, I'm gonna I'm, if I'm gonna manage it, I'm not gonna manage it with games. You know, he's already missed a game and I've lost one. He of them. Did, yeah, he, he's he's missed two games, and I don't think with the yeah. financial incentives on it, he would. I don't fight think he wants. That, I would yeah, imagine. yeah, I don't think he wants to miss games when you're taking money out of his pocket. So no, I don't think they would do that. But next, I, but personally, I. I if you want to manage it through not practicing him, that's probably the best way to go. We had uh, several people ask uh, a, a version of this question, so I, I can't attribute it to one in particular. But a lot of people want to know what's going on with Schoonmaker. Have they missed on him? Do you think he's just there's there's a little bit of a you know growing process here? What what have you seen on tape from him, and and what do you think is are, are these issues that are correctable for him? No, I, I think the thing with Schoonmaker, and I'm the biggest Schoonmaker apologist because I saw the tape at Michigan, and I thought it was I love really, the player. I, I thought it was really good. I think the point of attack blocking. I think he is doing his absolute best. I think that you know the successes that he had in college, you know, w- with the way they ran the ball behind him. I think that I think it's you know there's a big difference between blocking Minnesota and Indiana and. Ohio State than there is blocking, you know, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles and other teams that he's played so far. Um, I don't, I don't think they've missed on him. Uh, I think that where, I think that you saw what he's capable of doing with the, with the catch that he made. Yes, did he not get in? I mean, it, it's that's just that's just. I mean, he got tackled <laughs> really at the goal line and. He, you know, he got the ball. He tried to get in. You know, unfortunately, he, you know, it was short. I, I'm not, I, I'm not throwing dirt on, I'm not throwing dirt on him right now. And if you want to come after me about my view about the guy, I'll sit down and watch tape with anybody who wants to watch Michigan tape with him because you could see him as a, as a dominant player. I, I totally get what the coaching staff and the scouts saw in him as a player at Michigan. It's just yeah, right I, at right now through week nine, it hasn't translated, hadn't translated like I thought it would. I thought Michigan's offense held him back as a route runner and as a, a, a catcher of the football. 
Yeah, I I, and I think it's, I think it's important to remember too. Like, let's just look at at recent history for the Cowboys and and tight ends. Tight ends still like you know we become used to okay some quarterbacks can step in and make plays as rookies receivers can step in tight end has has been one of these positions that guys sometimes take a few years Dalton Schultz took a few years to yeah. to become the player that he did um, blocked me on Twitter because uh, because I was saying I was throwing dirt on him just look know? at just just look at the uh, the the last fifteen years of Cowboys tight ends that have come through this building Martellus Bennett did not become Martellus Bennett till years later. Um, Scott Chandler, and not a guy they drafted, but a guy who came through this building and didn't become a a really solid, stable tight end option until Buffalo later in his career. Uh, Jake Ferguson, look at the leap Jake Ferguson's made from from last year to this year. Um, so I, I do think that there's has it been as good as you want it to be? No. Is, no. is he behind where we expected? Probably. Yeah. But I also think there there's there's room for understanding that this tight end position is still one of these ones across NFL circles that I think young players have an adjustment period when yeah. they make the leap from the NFL or from college to the NFL. Totally agree. All right, that does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. We got one more coming your way. We'll have Giants picks in that one. We will uh, take a look at news coming out of the Star, and uh, we will also uh, review the torture that is the New York Giants offense. Um, quick uh, little preview for you there. I'll, I'll give. Uh, Danny Tommy DeVito credit for this, uh, Brian. He at least is not scared. That not guy is not he's, at he's all. Got, he's got some Ben DiNucci confidence of I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this thing. He's baby. gonna throw that thing, and if he doesn't like it, he's gonna run that thing. He is. He's he's got some legs. Uh, and and I'll also say this: when we're done talking about the Giants' offensive line, I think you'll feel better about the Cowboys' pass protecting because the Giants may be the worst in the NFL. Uh, for Brian Broadus, I'm Bobby Belt. That does it for us. We'll talk to you guys again later.